2: Okay, uh, my name is Chris Kawesa, Uh, I work with Doug and Bragan mainly as the managing director. Uh, We are a company that solves two major problems, one for employment and people, the other one is for uh, hygiene services, making sure people's spaces, home and work spaces are clean and free of pathogens and bacteria so that they can live healthy.
0: Guys, I have used the services of Dag and Bragan a couple of times in my home to get rid of unwanted uh, tenants who are not paying rent, <laughs> cockroaches, and all their friends. So, Chris, again, we're interested, first of all, in your story. Um, when did you start Dag and Bragan? Can you tell us a little bit of this story of Dag and Bragan? And why? Like, wow, pest control sounds a bit out there. So when, how, just
2: a little bit of that story. Okay. Uh, the company was registered in, 20, in 2004. Uh, by then I was still employed. I was working with the company. Uh, but the, 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 the origin I think starts from, I, I think I've always wanted to do business. Mm. Uh, my first business was in senior
0: three.
2: Wow. I know you asked me for some stories. <laughs> yeah. So my first business was in senior three. And uh, we had these guys who come to school to take photos, the photos that we used to send out to our friends and, and, and prospective people. So, but these guys used to come over the weekend only. So I realized I got an opportunity, some money, bought a camera. So I started taking photos at school. Uh, but that business uh, closed when my camera was stolen, I think in S6. And then I started another business training people in using computers. At that time, so many people wanted to learn computer. I had the opportunity to learn. So I knew I always wanted to do business. So I had a job, but then I registered a company that I knew would eventually uh, going, become a, a full business. So in 20, I worked for, So in, during that time, I studied, I'm an electrical and IT pro, technician professionally. Wow. But I can't repair my own computer currently. So, uh, but I, I because I, I, that was my profession, yeah. I always looked at doing IT-related business, electrical works, technical, and, and IT stuff. But that didn't happen uh, because I was—I I happened to get a job, which because I needed some command, yeah. <laughs> I had to get a job, and I got yeah. an opportunity to work with a company which was doing cleaning services. Uh, I got a lot of training and exposure. Uh, in 2010, I left my work. Actually, I resigned in 29, but I was asked to stay for another year before I leave. So in 2010, that's when I left and started Dagan Bagan. Now, all these years, I, had looked, I was really looking at... Uh, if, you look, if you talk to my peers, I was really focused on energy, technology and things like that. By the time I had to leave, uh, I asked God, and I think I got born again at that time. also. So God told me, use what you have in your hands. So I was looking at IT and all these things. But I had skills. I had been trained in cleaning, in pest control. I was a very professional person in that area. So God told me, use what you have. So that's how I started uh, the pest control business. Now, I had an agreement with my employer not to do those services for about three years when I left. So they were not doing out of pest control, so I did pest control. And luckily, I got, there was a tender I submitted in 2011, and the first day of 2011, I had a contract. On the last day I, was, I, I left my job, I had a contract with the company.
0: As quickly as
2: that. Yes. So really, God told me, use what you what have. You have. Uh, because I had very different aspirations, but I had certain skills with me that I needed to use at that time to do, to make some command. To
0: make some money. <laughs> and, and I really like what you're saying because now the story actually began six years before that. Like, you started yes. doing business quite a long time ago. But what you've just said then, I think that's for someone who's watching. Use what you have. Because sometimes <laughs> you're looking outside of yourself And yet, you have something that you already have in your hands. Um, One of the things that I saw in the business feature, and I think some people also noticed, is that you're employing 120 people right now. That is impact. And one of the things you told me that you are super passionate about is providing employment for people. Why? Where does this passion come from, but also how did you get to that? You've told us the journey starts in 2011 with your first contract. How did you come from, okay, I have an idea, I have some skills, to being able to build something, uh, not even 10 years later, you are employing 120 people. How did that happen? What's the journey there?
2: Okay. In the beginning, my, I had one vision. Mm-hmm. I called it PTB, uh-huh. pay the bills. <laughs> that's, that's all PTB. I wanted to do. Yeah. Pay my bills, <laughs> look PTB after my bills. family, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, of course, one of, when I left, I had an agreement with my wife, Jean, she's also my partner, oh. Mkutumide. Hey. A very supportive partner. Uh, she's the fire behind. Oh. So we agreed with her, look, uh, let me do this thing. Please, look after the home, you know? <laughs> yes. And she was graceful to allow to do that. But in that season, I really searched what I needed to do. First of all, I think as a family, we've also come to notice, uh, but also for many years, I find, I feel bad when I see someone who is struggling. Yeah? Uh, And we know that God has not created us to just be there. Yeah. God has created us for something. So uh, when I see a a, a boy or girl on the street begging for food, Mm. I know that their father mother did not intend for them to grow up and be that person. Yes. Uh, I know that everyone, is, God, I don't raise my children to bring them out for suffering. Yes. So I know that uh, it's an issue, so I, have, I, I don't know, maybe God has placed it in me, that I, I, I just don't feel settled when I find someone who is not productive, yeah. because productivity leads you to uh, an income or have a better life, so that's what burns in my heart. So in the beginning, I, I just wanted to get up, make a living it's for my family. Money. But uh, of course, through engaging in leadership development and discovering myself, I know it's about people. So I can't tell you that I, div- I created it. I know God has put it in me. Yes. Uh, and that's my, my thing. Your thing. So it's a journey uh, because tomorrow we're family. Mm. Uh, the people I raise today yes. will help out my children tomorrow, exactly. my great grandchildren. Yes. We are together. Yes. We are together. We're all children of God. So we all need to rise up together. So I think it's a God-given uh, attribute and I'm, 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 I'm doing my best. I hope I don't disappoint God.
0: Yes. I'm sure he is quite pleased. Mm. But I like that you said it was leadership development. It's a journey. Mm. Your mom always tells the people who come to Business Garage too. But we good numbers that if there are no numbers, this thing doesn't make sense. Now it's your turn. So, Chris. Uh, yes, it's true God put this in you But I don't think that you can just Only passion and desire to help people Can get you to employ 120 people Because you don't pay them passion Yeah. Uh, you understand what I'm saying You need money to actually pay them To keep them To be, And those are families that are being impacted Because the, behind those 120 people Are other people who are being supported Are families that have hope in a time like this Because they have something That they can put their hand to But also they have a livelihood so um, uh, we are interested in building uh that business from like I, we are i'm curious i'm sure that people watching are curious so chili you in terms of the money, how do you when you started what did it look like and you can give us a general picture and where we are right now what does it look like okay yeah
2: so focusing on the money we always struggle with gin sometimes we find ourselves uh, doing things or having meetings and talking, talking a lot about money and we think, are we doing this for money or for people, you know? But then, like you said, yeah. you don't pay them. It has to be profitable it to as be well. Profitable, yeah? Yeah. Otherwise, you become an NGO. <laughs> so in the beginning, and this is why I think God played his role, we started without a penny, and that's the truth. Uh, we had, I had a skill to clean and do pest control. Uh, and I had been trained very yeah. well by my previous employer. Now, at that stage when I left, honestly speaking, I really looked at doing my, going back to my technical things, computers, training and repairs and all these other things. But because I had that skill, yeah. uh, I was convicted to try it out. Mm-hmm. So when I got a tender from one of the, I still have that client today. Uh, I will not s- state them. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there was a tender. I submitted my papers as Doug and Bragan, mm. uh, put everything that they wanted. They came and inspected my. I got an office immediately in the first. Uh, actually, I got an office in November, as I was preparing well, to leave. Yeah. yeah. So when they inspected, they, they they liked what I had, and they gave me a contract. Now I had no penny, honestly. It's I had dark. zero shillings. Yeah. Wow. But I had a contract yes. signed. Yes. Uh, so I went to the bank. I went to my current bank yeah. and presented the contract, and they offered me an overdraft for three months. Wow. And then I didn't even have an account with the bank. So God engineered something there. I had no account with the bank. I opened the account in two weeks. I had an overdraft, I think, of 15 million shillings on my account. Yeah. So I did not have any capital requirement. As, as in, I didn't have to raise capital in the beginning, yes. but of course, over the years, I've had. As you get bigger work, you yes. have had to, to, to raise money. So I think our first annual turnover was 50 million.
0: <laughs> oh
2: wow! Yes, it was 52 million to be specific. <laughs> yes. Uh, today we are. Last year we did 1.2 billion. That Where was 1.2 billion
0: Uganda and, shillings. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and the point of giving these numbers is to show process right because you've just told the story you started with nothing but a contract and a skill and a hope yes. that it was going to make a difference so now right now people are like okay we've had the story a little bit to this point chris covid 19 has showed up, okay <laughs> <laughs> it is a time that has never existed before people were not necessarily prepared for it and, and, and leading into COVID-19, really, the question that we're asking today is about rebuilding. So I'm, I'm not yet going to ask you about COVID. I want to first start by asking, because that's where I'm headed, mm. is have you had challenges well, see, from the time you started? Have you had challenges? Have you had to rebuild at mm. any point? Can you tell us one of the biggest challenges you faced in business and how you had to rebuild? Um, did you ever get up to a point where you felt like giving up? And we want you to paint for us a proper vivid picture. To a movie with you. Like, what happened that was one of the most challenging times for you as a business? And how did you get back on your feet before even we talk about now COVID? Ah,
2: mm. uh, okay. Challenges have been many, really. <laughs> like they say, if you're into business, those are challenges and you're there to solve them anyway. Mm -hmm. That's why you exist. So first of all, I've got to learn that every time there's a challenge, I get excited because it's an opportunity to grow. (laughs) Yes, that's that's the DNA. I even tell my staff, challenge, bring it on, you know. Get excited about it because you can create the solution. I think my biggest challenge over the years, uh, I lost a team. I think I lost all my managers.
0: (laughs) All your managers? Yes.
2: All my managers in one month.
0: At no, the no, beginning no, no. of the hold year, up, hold up, hold up. what happened? It's a long story. <laughs> okay, let's not go into <laughs> can take it to tea for detail. Uh,
2: wow. You so all of them. yes, uh, they had to leave, but then I was were empty, but work had to continue. What's I don't okay, yes, that built up and anyway, over of a course. period. So we lost them, so we had to move on. <laughs> so one Monday, there's no. Manager. We have assistant managers and supervisors and all that. Uh, what saved us, I think, is systems. What saved us two things maybe systems and the, 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 the culture of developing poor from the grassroots. As we speak today, all our, Because we believe in putting 100% on everyone. We believe, I mean, because you're not educated, does I mean you have no life. No. And, and most of our people are not highly educated, they're cleaners and pest controllers. Mm. So we've always believed that we can raise them up to be managers. Yes. And they've actually performed better than graduates. Wow. So right, right now we have eight managers, five of them came from cleaning. The guys who do the cleaning spray. work. Yes. Right. So, because we've, we kept on building that through the ranks, that saved us in the nick of time, mm. and uh, quickly because there were SOPs, it was not difficult to translate. But yeah. for me, why well, I'm saying that because, because I, I ha- if you ask Gene, I find it difficult to fire people.
0: We know it we don't need to listen, <laughs> so, when
2: so when yeah. you see people leave, yeah. uh, it was very painful, very painful, and you want to give up. You're like too far, yeah. you know. But that, I think that was the most trying moment for me. But quickly, uh, the boat came back, it did not sink, yeah. and we moved on. Yeah. I think that was the greatest challenge I've, I've really faced as a business.
0: And, and, and I love what you said about the challenge showed up, but you had built systems and you had built people. And to put a, a 10 on every person, which means that when you see a person, don't see their qualification, what they went to school to study or not. See a full human being with real potential, and start to build them because yeah. you don't know what they could be as an asset to what you're doing. Yes, uh, I'd like to encourage you to ask questions, okay? Send questions on the various platforms. We will answer as many as we can moving forward. We are talking about rebuilding business because this is the time to rebuild. So now let's talk about COVID-19,
1: <laughs>
0: okay? COVID-19 showed up every system you had built, every plan you had, because I'm sure you had plans for the year, but suddenly you're not allowed in spaces, and your business requires that you're going to the people's either homes or workplaces, which were now shut down. First of all, were you prepared as a business? How prepared were you? And also, how have you, what are some of the things that you've done to rebuild, to, to strengthen? Because one of the things I know is that I think you really thrive in challenges because you guys have produced a new product which is really excellent. We've used it Brago, the sanitizer. In this time, you have actually created. You've been a solution provider. But how prepared were you? What What happened? Take us into your brain as a businessman when this thing showed up. Because we all went to bed one day thinking tomorrow was a normal day and after uh, the president addressed the nation, everything had nothing. changed. Yeah. So how prepared were you? and how have you rebuilt? started to rebuild your business post-COVID? Because we are believing and seeing that this is starting to, you know, it's going to, yes, there's there's a bit of a period of recovery, but Mm. yeah, just tell us a little bit about that.
2: OK. COVID. (laughs) So COVID comes, we are not prepared. I can't tell you we're prepared. I don't know how many people are prepared. Mm -hmm. We had a beautiful, what is it called? How do we call that document? Business continuity plan. Come on. (laughs) We had an emergency response plan. None of them ever thought about a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> it was not anywhere. Emergency
0: response plan. Nothing,
2: you know. So, uh, but our heat began before the lockdown. Oh. Hence the sanitizer. Why? Uh, because we, we are, we, we, the sanitizing is not a new thing for us no. as a company, because we've been doing this uh, sanitizing different spaces for different clients especially food premises, hospitals, and things like that. So we've not, it was not a new thing. Mm. So even our volumes required were not very mm. much. So we walk into this our supplier's uh, office one day and says, we have no sanitizer. That's at the beginning. When every,
0: before the lockdown.
2: Before the lockdown, yeah. And we needed it at our client's premises. So we had to think quickly. Now, prior to that, the, the little bit where we were prepared is in our strategy earlier, we yes. realized for us to be sustainable, business continuity, <laughs> we needed to have our own products because yes. we, stock, we cannot rely, because we had suppliers supply your product, then tomorrow this product is out of stock. Yes. Now you have to change the product to another product, you know, and that's from cleaning products, even pest control products. So we realized for us to have continuity and maintain quality, mm-hmm. we need to make our own products. Mm-hmm. So I started engaging a, a, a chemist. We had gotten us a formula for uh, some pesticides, and we were they were actually being tested by some vector control officers. Mm-hmm. And when uh, COVID comes, I, I call her and tell her, But this sanitizer yeah. says, "Me you know, you come, it's <laughs> very simple, <laughs> it's very simple. So I went to her mm-hmm. and she told me it was possible. Now, of course, I knew that we needed to engage standards yes. uh, because that's uh, our sector. You want, I won't bring a client to you, a product you which is not certified. So she engaged, uh, we, we engaged her, and she made a formula for us, and we started um, produce, purchase the things we needed to purchase and all that. And now, the other aspect to the preparation was now we realized that for this thing to, to, to work out, one of the things that had hindered us to start it earlier was capital.
0: Usually that is.
2: Yeah. Bad. So we're like, okay, let's take our time, you know, let's start product development slowly. COVID engineered yeah. it. <laughs> so we immediately made some calls and, and registered a new company. Wow. And found partners who had capital and they sent us their money. Yeah. And we started, you know. So that was the other thing. Now we had saved some little money, which was our beginning yes. to purchase some of the equipment we needed the products in the beginning but also we we made some calls friends uh, who I'm not at liberty to mention yes. but they said they are willingly brought in their money and we started so on one side we were not prepared
0: yes
2: on the other side we had we were prepared to a certain extent uh, because we had the chemist who was available mm-hmm. now the other thing is systems we quickly re-engineered our systems to we got because if you have a, we had to plug and play basically <laughs> yes so we got some of our stuff Gave them new descriptions, and they have started the running the plant. <laughs> so we developed a manual quickly, so everything... Uh, so systems, capital, and the chemists helped us preparation. Yes. everything else, no, because we failed in some of the areas. For example, when the lockdown started, some of our, some, we couldn't serve some of our clients because we couldn't move so we're relying on the old way of moving transport getting people to class we, we had we didn't have enough bikes we had to buy motor uh, bicycles yes. you know so we realized we can't serve all the clients because there's a lockdown so what happens so we realized that we need to decentralize our services something wow. we talked about we are commanding you know a command yes. center eh? command and there was no team of teams we were command center everything <laughs> happens there yes. so we realize no 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 what happens if you have a, co- a job in barara who works there yes. set up an office or put someone there you know release the control so that yes. people can actually thrive in those spaces. That's one of the major things that found us very unprepared, very unprepared. Our hands were tied, we could not move, we couldn't offer services.
0: So what I'm hearing from you is, one of the things that needs to happen in this time is to review what is happening in your business, like yes. look at it and as the leader, it's in your hands to decide if yes. you, how do you move forward? You want to well hold on to the control? Or let it go. Also, another thing I've heard is about partnerships, because where you felt stuck and you invited partners in, then suddenly you had capital, because the, the hold, hold was capital, the capital was available. Yes. Um, so, now I'm going to start giving questions from the people who are watching. First of all, people are super inspired. Chris, so thank you for sharing your story with us. The questions are here. Does Dagan Bragan offer training or internship opportunities for people who would like to venture into similar business?
2: Ah, uh, uh, Yes, not directly. One of the uh, sister companies of Doug and Bragan is a company called Institute of Cleaning Services. Mm. So we have a cleaning school where we train people how to clean, how to do pest control and how to run a cleaning business. I've mentored some people already, yeah, uh, who some. have who have started. So yes, we can do that at the school, it's a, because Bagan has invested in the school with other partners as well. So we run courses for cleaning, right from the practical, then the management as well. So yes, oh, yes, we do that. Institute
0: of Cleaning Services. Some <coughs> Ivan asked how old the business is. We talked about that already. The business started in 2011. What is your vision at Doug and Bragan? Where do you, do you see yourselves in the next 10 to 20 years?
2: <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, our vision is to, to, to be able to employ lots of people. Now, that figures come changing. Mm. Because of the moment, the, the more you grow, the more you realize how possible it is. Yes. You know, uh, But we want to be in at least a quarter of, no, three quarters of Africa want offices no. in three quarters of africa employing at least 10 20 plus million people
0: come on 20 plus million people those are 20 plus million stories yes. um that's a powerful vision chris uh, uh kathy k says were you ever scared of starting i knew that question was coming you <laughs> <I was> actually <laughs> talked about it earlier before the interview i mean the decision to go in full board because the unknown is real in starting a business and of course you even had a family so sometimes that's even a more complex situation. So were you ever afraid of starting? And I think the question behind the question is, how did you overcome yeah. the fear of starting and the uncertainty
2: mm. of the future? Okay. I think I was not afraid of starting. I'm not afraid of starting. I'm afraid of failing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but isn't that the thing, though, behind the no. fear of
2: starting? It's not. Not for me. Because I think the opportunity to, to provide a solution is there. But when you're in it, will it work?
0: Yes.
2: Because I can want to build this chair but will it get a market you know yes so i think that has been my fear and i'm and i'm glad okay one of the things i didn't talk i have a coach pastor moses my guys Pastor Mose is such a good business coach he is. he is yeah i have a mentor mentors uh one of my aunties jennifer is my mentor yeah. i have peers who i constantly talk to wilson steven and others and gene of course and those are the people i go to when i'm in fear mm. or when i'm afraid mm. i bounce off my ideas to them i think that for me has been very helpful yes. for someone, an encourager to just yes. push you and, and, and tell you it's possible and support you. So fearing to start, no, but fearing to fail along the way is very, it's, it's a real issue it's a real for thing. every business person. But also I've learned not to be afraid of failing, because yes. <laughs> you will always fail. What's the,
0: what's the Even name? when you don't fail,
2: someone will think you've failed, you know? Yeah. So there's always that fear <laughs> must not... It must not scare you from doing anything. Because you will not be hundred percent. No. <laughs> you will never be hundred yes. percent. Uh but, but by God's grace, because for me, actually, the real comfort is apart from the I have is God. God promised He, would be he will be with me all the Christ time. True. Yeah. And he's so gracious that even when I fail, He will well, <laughs> lift me will lift up. Your... And he's the only person who, if he says no, it's really a no. Oh, so yes. for me, if God has told me, look, I'm with you. That's Do right. it.
0: But what I've heard is that you have a community. A yes, community. Yes. You have a coach, you yeah. have mentors, you have friends who are in business as well, yeah. who you go and bounce off. So that because fear is really you know, there was a time we we're talking with people who we coach and saying that fear is such a lie because the fear of failure and even rejection is that if I started a company and it failed the thing is actually not much has changed in my life, because before the company started, I didn't have it, and Yeah. so if it fails, I don't have it, and so actually yeah. my life is the same, uh, if I went no. and asked a girl out and she refused, before I asked her I didn't I have a single. girlfriend, after I asked her and she refused, I the don't same have story. so my <laughs> life is the same, yeah. but what if you succeed, exactly. and look at what has happened, is that what if you actually succeed, um, so the fear of failure, how the, from what I'm hearing, the only way to overcome, it is start, but also have a community. Yes. Have a community around you. Mm. Uh-huh. Ivan Alagaba says, ha, I've always wanted to ask how you came up with the name of the company.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew that question I would also come. knew it was coming. I knew it would come. Anyway, I think at that time, I didn't want Kawes and Sons. <laughs> <laughs> or or and <Bemanzian laughs> Brothers, you know? So I needed something nice and fancy, yeah? yeah? But uh, the actual name was, was Dagan Brago. The last, the last, instead of N, it was supposed to be W. But my lawyer messed it up. But since it had no meaning, we went with Dagan Brago. So I think that it's it, really, honestly speaking, it it's was a, a creative thing, domain. yeah. But I need to create a story for it. But yeah. I failed for you yeah. <laughs> So, we'll live with it.
0: (laughs) It is the truth. Jemima asked a question I wanted to ask you as well. What habits do you suggest one to take when starting a business? And I think it's not only about starting, but starting... What are some of the habits that you have picked on as a business person that have helped you to grow and sustain
2: your business? Okay. Uh, One of them is continual growth. One of the Mm -hmm. challenges that we face is a people challenge, but... You realize that's with you, so I've always kept, and, and my, me and uh, Jean and I have always made it sure that we continually grow. Yes. So you need to keep on growing and learning what you want to do, whatever business it is. That's one. Two is accountability. Get people will challenge you and ask you the difficult questions so that you move forward. Mm-hmm. Three, I think, keep the vision by you. Yes. Keep the vision by you to always encourage you. Oh, I'm supposed to uh, raise so many people, employ so many people, uh, produce so many products. So I think those three things are important. Keep growing, get accountability uh, mm. partners, and also keep the vision in the side mirror.
0: Yeah, basically, first of all, you need to have it to be able to okay, that? <laughs> Have a clear vision yes. and keep it, the focus. When things get tight, you remember, man, there are 20 million people yes. that I'm supposed to help you know, on this journey. So you heard it, what he said right there. Claire Atieno says, how did you raise the money for the machinery you use? What was your capital expenditure plan? Uh, I, I think did you touch on how you raised capital I think in the, in the
2: beginning, beginning contract yeah uh, but later you use bank overdrafts uh, you save money yeah
0: yeah um, so how does one now this is something where I feel you have such a strength Chris and you can come in and trained us at Washington Harvest yeah. on the area of building <clears throat> systems I feel like that's a strength zone for you because I don't think you can employ 120 people in less than 10 years without systems and, and you seem to already be improving them even now in this season, thinking how do we actually you know, spread out from the center. Mm. Um, how does one build systems in business? If you can give us some pointers, I know that it's a very in-depth <laughs> conversation, but pointers would be good.
2: Well, it's a complicated one, but I think building systems starts with writing what you need to do, writing the process and making sure you teach it to someone. Yes. So when you're not around that person can read and do what is written. In a, nutshell, In a nutshell, I would shell. think that is it. Yeah, write down the, write down the process. process. If you're good at baking, if you're good at cleaning, write down what you do every step and hand it, And so that when you hand it to someone, they can do the same thing without uh, you being present. For so someone said systems are built for mediocre... The geniuses don't need systems. I think I had that from Mose. Yeah. Business don't need geni- uh, systems. Uh, geniuses. Uh, geniuses don't need systems. They will by the moment they leave
0: that's the
2: end that's the end yeah. so but systems help anyone anyone to be able to look as if they are they're geniuses genius. <laughs> yeah.
0: so, but yeah. that's, so write down yes Yeah. because that then forces you I'm telling you that mm-hmm. to, that if you're going to actually have continuity and be able to rebuild your business and for it to be able to go to South Africa and Thrive without Chris Kawesa being present, mm. there's got to be a process written down yeah. that when followed certain results, yes. that means you test the process, <coughs> you try it Directly out, it. Yeah. and then of course someone has asked again, what do you recommend on building systems? I think you've had the answer. You talked about systems. He, they're asking, are there books that, you, that are written that they can read about creating systems? Is there a book that maybe you've
2: read? I've I'm, <laughs> I'm <laughs> not read... Not... <laughs> Have I read any book on systems? I'm thinking. However, I've gone through some trainings. So we implemented ISO systems. ISO is International Standards Organization, and they are globally acceptable systems. So we've trained in that. we train our people in it. And also we developed a manual for our particular business. Uh, But also the standard is there to be read. There's an ISO standard. It might be difficult to comprehend it if you've not done the training. So I think I'm trying to recall if I've read any books on systems. I will find out something. If I've, I've read any, but I know I've done some trainings on systems and done the implementation.
0: And do the implementation, all right. Um, how do you deal with stiff competition in that sector? A sector to remain at the top that is from Peter Nyanzi, senior.
2: Competition is good,
0: thank you. Mate.
2: Competition, is, <laughs> competition is good, it keeps checking you, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think our. Uh, it's, it's about our growth as leaders and also people. If, if, I get, if I can get one answer, it is make sure you're always growing. Then you're always learning something new and you do that something new, you, you become the one they are chasing.
0: I love that. Like you, you, because you, actually it's in the promises of God that we will be the head yes. and not the tail. So if you, the head is above, you're a creator, you're a leader in the business. But I've heard you say growth so many times, personal growth of the leader and growth of the team, they seem to be such a big deal because if the leader doesn't grow, the business cannot grow because the business responds to the growth of the leader and even the people. If the leader is growing and the people are not, you have a frustrated leader because you can't grow. Um, We're about to finish the interview and there's still lots of questions. Uh, Someone said, Chris, Aine Kawesa. 1.2 1.2 billion turnover, you know who that is, one of your people, Joseph Wabose. is awesome. After which year was Doug and Bruggan able to pay out dividends to the shareholders?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think we we'll pay dividends every year. Uh, maybe from 2015. Wow, yeah. four years after launch. Yes, from 2015
0: we have. That sounds to me like you have... Financial systems that have been, you know, sort of working. Have you been working the financial system from the beginning? If there's something you can say about managing the business finances, what are some of the principles that you would say to a business person? Because some people out there, the business is mixing with their personal everything. So, what are some of the principles you'd say, you know, if you're a business person, man, watch out for these financial principles to help
2: you grow? I wish Jean was here. <laughs> She's my money person. Yeah. But I know what we've done so far is the diligence in, uh, in, in saving, yes. yeah? diligence in saving and, and in reinvesting. I think reinvesting mm-hmm. is one of the things we've done naturally because we are reinvesting every day, or let me say every week. Mm-hmm. We get money every week and have to put it back in the business. Wow. Yeah, reinvesting. And then, of course, uh, being generous. Yes. generous. Being generous. I don't know how many times you know, when you, you don't understand what's going on, then you think back and you think it's about generosity. Wow. Yeah. The more generous you are, something happens. right? You create, room, right? Yeah, you create exactly.
0: room when you release. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Chris, as we close, yes. there's people out there, business people who are, you know, maybe things have been tight in COVID and they've been found themselves stuck, or who are afraid of starting Or those who have started. I just want you to look into the camera and speak to business people. What would you say about rebuilding? Starting, rebuilding, I'm afraid to fail, I'm afraid to start. I started, but now everything has fallen apart. How do I pick myself up? What would you say to them? Why should they keep going? Why is it important that they stay in the game and keep growing, especially these people who know Jesus? Why is it important to stay in the game? Just talk to them for a minute.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, first of all, I think uh, COVID is a huge opportunity that has never happened before. The biggest opportunity we've ever had as businesses. Why? It's the best time to start a business and re-enter a market that you've always failed to enter. Yeah. Because no one is sure of the right thing or the right services. Everyone is in a bit of panic. So people are willing to purchase what's close to them. Uh, if you're in a suburb and there's no cleaning service, it's easy for some, because Doug and and won't reach there. You can plug in there and start. So it's a big opportunity for us now business people, to enter those markets that we've always feared to enter. So, let us go on it. Two, you realize that people are traveling less, yes. imports have reduced, so there's an opportunity to create our local things here. You know, uh, the, uh, the president talked about real economy versus the fake one. <laughs> there's an opportunity for import substitution. Yes. No. Now, remember, in everything we do, there is something that you've been importing, largely. We've been importing, I think, up to 7 trillion shillings imports coming into Uganda every year. What, of that ch- what chunk of that can we start to do locally? Whatever business it is. So start to reinvent, start to innovate. Go to universities and find young men and women to create stuff for you. So don't give up, it's the right, right opportunity. Uh, go back to the drawing board. Your, your customers' needs probably have changed. Just ring near the need to provide for them something that they need at the time, something that's... be, be relevant, basically. Be relevant. Uh, if you've had one skill, it's time to get multiple skills because every employer now is looking for someone who is resourceful. Can you account? Can you manage people? Can you do operations? So learn as much as possible in this time. Go out and don't fear. Start. Start something. Start, there are lots of opportunities everywhere. In our communities, in the city, Clients are looking for solutions that they've been looking for from outside. So there's lots of lots of opportunities. I think COVID has presented a major, major opportunity for us. So we must utilize it.
0: Wow! Chris Kawesa, right there, the managing director of Doug and Bragan. So much wisdom, so much to pick out. Chris is passionate about people creating employment and developing them. And he's passionate about solving problems. And I feel like we have had so much say today. Use what you have. It's all about people, build systems, build people, continue to grow and have partnerships and accountability systems. Thank you so much, Chris, for joining us and for sharing so much wisdom. People have been super, super inspired. Thank you.
2: Thank you, Petri, for hosting me.
0: Super.
1: Awesome! I have joined the team. Everybody, welcome. Uh, awesome, Watch awesome. Jose. Uh, well, 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 well. A kalang, <laughs> uh, thanks for the kalang. Mm-hmm. Awesome, Chris. You're one of the really inspiring people uh, that I know. of. So uh, very, very honored to have you today here at Business Garage. Thank you, uh, And thanks for. People have have just been watching the comments. Uh, Awesome questions, lots of questions, and uh, inspiring things going on there. So wow, my phone is attempting to fox me. (laughs) It doesn't know who pays it anyway. (laughs) So awesome. So uh, I just want us to now take the conversation to still in the same direction. But just to give some back-up to some of the questions people are asking and the answers you are giving. And uh, so one was about the books, systems books. And I'm thinking about, there's a book called The E-Myth Revisited. The E-Myth Revisited. Uh, Please find that book and read it. It's going to help you, The E-Myth Revisited. The other book I'm thinking about is I was thinking about three books. Now one of them has escaped, but it's coming back. But you know Big uh, Building a Discipline. Rich Dad's Cash Flow Quadrant by mm. Robert Kiyosaki. Rich Dad's Cash Flow Quadrant. So the Emith Revisited, Rich Dad's Cash Flow Quadrant. I have one. And uh
2: uh-huh. Building a Discipline Culture is a systems book for people. <laughs> yes.
1: Building a Discipling Culture, that's a discipling book. And Chris thinks that's a a people development book, which is very good. He has used that. And then Winning by Jack Welch. Uh, That that has been uh, (laughs) causing some (laughs) around here in this circle. So I would recommend you start with those three books and then just keep going and be a student. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing I wanted to lean in on about systems is to say, I think it's John Maxwell who said that systems enable people to, to produce extraordinary results repeatedly and predictably. So systems enable people to produce, enable ordinary people to produce extraordinary results repeatedly and predictably. So two things about that, it's it's predictable. You know what's coming. Like, uh, if when you switch on business garage, sometimes we start with a skit and then sometimes we start with a dance and then sometimes it's completely dark. Wow. <laughs> wow. Because we want to be creative, yes. you know? So what's killing some of your businesses is too much creativity. <laughs> so it has to be predictable. There is a reason why 1.2 billion People attend Catholic churches. Mm. You'd systems. think, with all our creativity as Balokole, they don't know Kubaka, people should be coming. Listen. Why do people still go to Catholic churches? Mm. They know what exactly to expect, how long the mass will be, what language the priest will speak, how they will be dressed, what the building will look like, what the volume will be like. Uh, and whereas you may not like too much of it. It, it works <laughs> because it's predictable and it is repeatable. Yeah. So it has to be predictable and it has to be repeatable. Yes. That you know a system is working when it is predictable and repeatable. Yeah. So leaning into that predictability and repeatability, what are really systems for the kind of businesses we have in Uganda? I would like to say systems are... People plus processes. People plus processes. Whatever your business is, look around you. Who is around? That's your system. So if you've got some person that you want to pay 20K a week, that's your system, you know? Ha, ha, ha. So <laughs> look around you. It's people and processes. So one, you get the right kind of people. Uh, Jim Collins talks about having the right people on, on the bus, bus, in the right seats. Yeah. So then once you have the people, what are those people going to do? Do they know what they are going to do? Is it a processed, predictable, predictable. repeatable thing, mm-hmm. and are the expectations clear <clears throat> on both sides? So for example, if you're running a system, the people who work for you or with you, including you need to know what are we achieving this week. So that when you meet next week, you first check, did we achieve what What we we promised we would achieve? Otherwise, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every single time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's people and processes. At one point, your wife got a job in Rwanda, in Kigali, and you moved away for a year. I know you didn't talk about that. And Doug and Brandon didn't shut down. Tell us more about
2: it. <laughs> what is there to tell us? <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> is it? Wait, uh, uh, uh,
1: <laughs> but okay. there goes my hardcore creativity and innovation, Patricia Cahill. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. for me, that was very inspiring, that you could go away for, for a year. year. Like, think about it right now. If you went away for a year, <laughs> no. would we find something after one year? Just share a little bit. I thought that was very inspiring and people needed to hear.
2: Okay. Uh, what do I share? now the system is there it's working <laughs> okay we implemented systems where everyone knows what to do as yeah. long as they have the right resources uh we train we, we trained them of course we, we continue to do that but there's a standard procedure for everything you do in the company mm. right from hiring to firing to going to spray the cockroach <laughs> to cleaning so everything is documented and it's continually trained, like yeah. have an annual training plan. Continue
1: training. Continue training. And, yeah. and checking against the <laughs> documented
2: process. Exactly. That yeah. what you're training is what's documented. Mm. So it's not, there's no, it's clear. Okay. So, and because of the training, people get to know it more and more. And of course, you live with them and work with them. Mm. I remember in the beginning, I used to go and clean, I used to go and spray. Yes. So, because they've seen you do it, it's documented, it's not, pro- so to them, it's possible. yeah so once you train them and it's documented, and then they are, one document moves from something you say that every money should be tra- trailed. Yeah? Yeah. So yes. every job that is done is a trail. So if you get the order, you take it to the operations team, takes it to our accounts after work, and then the money is collected. Yes. You know, And it's documented. So that's what we really were running on. Yeah? Uh, of course, even going to the bank, we had leave checks, approve money, and money, they go to the bank, get the money, and go and work. So the system was there and we could track anything that's happening. All our contracts, clients, have we have contracts with them. Uh, when the ones of clients call, we record their information. So I don't know how to explain it better, but that's the story. That's what it is. That's what you explained, that, that's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah.
1: I, I want to send greetings to Hassan Chibirango from Kigali, who said Yay. you blessed them when you were there. Aww. And uh, my good new friend, David Sijeni from Nairobi, is tuned in. And uh, very good comments over there. Number mm-hmm. three you are on the, not you are, you tend to be on the other extreme end of the scale, i.e. creativity, restart, throw this one out, start a new one, throw that one out, today it's every woman, tomorrow oh it's home-baked, boy. the other day it's watermark, the other day it is uh, oh powerful God, living, God. the other day it is, <laughs> and I bring them all out, all stop, your stop. Out. Stop. and you it have, have a husband who does design, so every idea you come up with, It develops a brand, (laughs) a brand whatever, then it dies. eh? So, so I've been on your case about it. (laughs) Tell us a little bit more about what you're learning in this season, because there are people who are watching who are like, me, I'm not Chris. I'm yellow, I start new things, is what excites me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, tell us. Wow, I'm
0: I'm not supposed to be the one on the spot here. We have you. We had this conversation, I was telling you that you asked me that question, and especially you know with okay, bench, you're but, like How but that
1: shapeshifter. shifter <laughs> <laughs> george katorga okay. that's yeah, not no. kind
0: <laughs> but seriously you asked me that question and i had to one thing what was the problem and i told you that what i discovered is that my why was never clear Mm. I kept starting those things because I'm a creative person, I have ideas, I can actually do things well, and I can also develop systems and run them. But I never developed systems because the point of every woman was I used to shop, people liked fashion, and then I wanted to make some money on the side. Mm. For when I wanted to hide money from my husband because we disagreed on giving. Ooh. Yeah, so he was saving too much. Me, I wanted to give. So, if, so it was the wrong <laughs> motives behind the why. It was not, they were not really businesses, okay? It was, and also I wanted to fit in at some point. Because you're hanging around these people, they're doing things, everyone is talking business. So you're like, even me, I can start a business. So now I'm tired of this one. Oh, it's boring, start the next one. Hey, it's boring, start the... But what has happened for me now is understanding the why. Why are we doing what we're doing? We are building for generations. Okay, yes. It's it's a legacy. It's for the kingdom of God. You, I want to employ these 100 and something people, change lives of families. Yeah. And guess what? I cannot do that like this. Mm-hmm. I have to actually have systems in place. I have to be able to... Set, the money, there was no accounting. What The money came to my pocket. I ate what I wanted. I set back what I didn't want. And, and like, you gave Not because that was the biggest motivation. I, I gave. I don't have a record of... It and the kind of guys who are making profit of like 200%, but there was no, I ate the money and I gave it away, so for me it was, I someone has a problem, let's make sure we make money, this week can give it to them so there was no long term, the things he's talking about employing 20 million people so there was no why, and you helped me, again the coach has been Mose, to help, start to see things differently start to see the future, and I can tell you that now, <laughs> there are systems and pay the salary and, 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 and their systems in place, the fact that the businesses must run without me, but also the why was my problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our time is up, but I want to lean into one more thing which yes, I sir. think I found very helpful hanging with you, Chris. Uh, once in a while, uh, you, Alan Taewa, and myself have coffee. Now, usually, I come for those coffees, and 15 minutes into it, I want to leave, because I'm like, I, I know I came. I, I need to go and implement, yeah? And that's the original idea behind the word masterminds, because now we use masterminds as a business language to create spaces where people can uh, be challenged in the way they think about different things, whether that's yes. leadership, or uh, finance, and all of that. But typically speaking, the original idea behind the idea of a mastermind was, you meet up regularly with this group of people mm. who challenge mm. your thinking. Mm. And I found that a lot of people are not making progress mm. because they're in their small cocoon. Mm, yes. For me, when I hang with you and Alan, I get super <laughs> challenged because Alan, <coughs> I don't know whether you're watching, but, man, he's watching. yeah, mm. he's, he's uh, younger than us, but uh, uh, he makes us bad bad. look bad. <laughs> so, and he's going to be on business garage soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> um. And then I hear what you're doing, what? I'm like, so what's that been like for you? Because I really would like someone watching here to go find some friends and start hanging out regularly to challenge thinking. Because when you have groups like and all of that, that's
2: what it's about, sharpening one another. Iron sharpening iron, go ahead. I think it's one of the most important things you can ever do as a business person. Why? Like Moses said, you don't know what you don't know. Mm. You don't know what you don't know. I've been in spaces where you hear one thing, and then you tag on that person, and they help you. There's no new problem in this world. There is nothing. Every problem has been encountered. Someone has a solution. So the more you meet with people, they challenge you. They tell you how more, how possible. I mean, let's talk about Alan, from even him. You, you hear stories, the plans, yes. and you're thinking, how is he going to do this? And I'm like, yeah, it's possible, you know? <laughs> and, that, and that gives you a lot of energy to realize, you know what? I can do more, I can do yes. more, I can do more. But also to be able to help someone else to think the same, yeah? So it's a very, and, and I think it's a lie that, you know, staying in your cocoon, it's a huge lie. I didn't yeah. know that hanging with people, the egos, hanging with egos, yes. you know? Mm-hmm. And you get to the level where someone tells you something and makes it look so simple. Yes. You know? uh, one of the people I talk to a lot is also my aunt Jennifer. And there are yeah. some things I used to yeah. go through and she tells me, ah, I've gone through that. You do this <laughs> and this and this. And you yes. go away and you're at peace. Yes. you know." So we suffer with problems because you don't have people to talk to. Mm. So get someone to share with your story. Get someone, every challenge I have. I talk to Mose, I talk to Steven, I talk to a friend of mine called Wilson and others. And you realize that there is no problem. Yeah. Some that skill in you is not there, mm-hmm. so you dream bigger, you work faster, and you become diligent. So it's very, very powerful to get that person to to rub shoulders with, yeah. and they they help you, challenge you to grow and be better. Wow. Yeah. Awesome! Mm-hmm. So
1: thank you so much, friends, for joining us for Business Garage today. uh My name is Mose, and we had the opportunity and privilege of hosting Chris Kawesa, uh, interviewed by the one and only B Three. And so we thank you so much. Thanks for being here. See you next Sunday at 7.30 as we continue this series of rebuilding business. You're going to be inspired. You're going to learn practical things that you can do to get you to the next level. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Summon series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. thats 393